bad girl. Bad girl, bad girl. A bad girl no madova, boy pick me. Real Bad Gal Tings. I'm your host, Nish Maroon, and welcome to Bad Gal Chat Podcast. Now, let's get into the show. So today, we have Imani Walker on the show, my fellow Jamaican gal. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, so before we get into any of the juicy stuff, we're going to play a quick round of Convo and Chill. Convo and Chill okay. is a card game, Black-owned. It has 99 uh, controversial questions. Um, you can purchase Ooh. this card deck in um, through Amazon in the U.S., the U.K., uh, and Canada. And if you want a deal, all you have to do is message at Convo and Chill on Instagram. Um, and you're going to message them bad gal for some money off. Okay. okay. I will be doing that because. Okay. Yes. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get it's, into it. And it's a great <laughs> game to play like for a girl's night with your mans. It's fun. Okay. So if you're in a relationship, is it okay to have a work husband or a work wife? <laughs> um. I think it's okay to have a friend who, you know, is your go-to in the workforce. I think you need support systems in every area of your life. Um, So if you want to label that as your work husband or wife, all right, that's, you know, go for it. Um, I don't think that I would label it that way. I would label it simply as like my work best friend, (laughs) you know, as, as long as you're not passing over like drunk going over those lines of getting physical or actually getting like flirty you know Mm. late night texts like once it starts Mm. going that route yeah okay now maybe you're getting into the cheating arena but I think (laughs) if you have like you know your go-to I think you should have that I mean if they end up being the opposite sex it is what it is you know (laughs) yeah for me uh, I've had my number of work husbands. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of natural to have somebody that you depend on in that capacity yeah. in the so- workplace. Like you said, emotional support. So like work is work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's trying. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you need someone to celebrate your wins, even when your partner isn't there. Um, I would and say they understand that too in a different way. Sorry, to because they're going through it, the exact same exactly. thing. Exactly. Sometimes you're working mm-hmm. on the same task or in the same like you know group for a project. So um, I would say that um, I would jokingly call, even if it's platonic, oh, my work has jokingly, but am I, you know, having sex with this person? I hope not. (laughs) Am I being flirtatious? I hope not. But I will say in terms of flirtation, I never noticed this until this year because someone brought it up to me. Um, Mm. All of the men I'm not attracted to, I flirt with. And the men that I'm actually into, I do not <laughs> flirt with. I'm very, mm. you know, straight to the point and platonic mm. with it. And I'm like, now I see why I get myself into certain situations. <laughs> because I'm like, what about this made you think that I was interested in you? But apparently, I don't know. That's just how I, I am. I think it's that safety net. You know, at the end of the day, no matter what I say to you, I don't actually want to get with you. So like, exactly, exactly. I have that confidence to back it up. I think your, your um, test now going forward will be, can you apply that same confidence when you are interested? Because right? why not? Why maybe, not? Maybe that's exactly what it is. I don't know. I think I just, if maybe this somebody- is your practice, you know, practice on the ones you don't care about. <laughs> like, and <laughs> then when you're ready to shoot your shot for real, you already know what to say. You Very true. I think I yeah. just need to treat every man that I find attractive like I don't find him attractive. I think that needs to be exactly. my, my thing exactly. because <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm like that. So I think it get, can get tricky in terms of platonic relationships because maybe they think that I actually view them as a husband, but no, I do not. Um, 
Okay, let's get into the juicy bits, the interview itself. <laughs> so, <laughs> first things first, we like to fasten in a people business here. So, what's your love life saying? Like, where are you at? What's going on? <laughs> I love, I love that you do get into people's business. And of all the people, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, I am very, although I'm very out there, and I live my life like authentically when it comes to like the details of my life. I do feel like I'm very private Ooh, um, okay okay my love life right now I would say I am single and really focused on myself for the first time in a long time I feel like for you know growing I'm 25 and like you know through your early 20s and some would say this is still early 20s but through your early 20s you chase these little relationships or you get into these situationships or you date a guy for a few months and I've been doing that for so long that like I finally just maybe ended some type of situationship uh maybe a month ago and the minute it ended I was like I'm done (laughs) right I have no more emotional uh, energy anything to give to anyone else but myself at this moment and where I'm at in my life I don't want to give it to anyone else like I find so much value in um focusing like to imagine the energy that we put in on men we put in ourselves at this point in our lives like where could I be in a, in a year if I just focused on myself I don't think I'll make it a year I don't think I will but what I'm trying to say is I think I just need some time to like focus on myself. And I'm happy it's not in a way where I'm heartbroken or I'm like, I just need to get my life. It's not like that. It's like, I don't care about any of you men at this moment in my life. And I think I would benefit my, it would just benefit me so much to just focus on me until someone comes around and is willing to show that they're ready to do it all. They're ready to give me what I'm looking for because, you know, with this last situation, it was like, you were doing what I needed for only so long. And then the games start to roll in and it's like, I'm too old for this. I know I'm 25, but I feel too old for this. So right now I'm very much focused on myself and I'm very like happy about it. And I think the happiest that I've been in a very long time. You know what? I, that's really beautiful and important. Um, Especially because Yeah, I feel like, unfortunately, we're very much so in a dating era of society where commitment is very rare Mm -hmm. and we're we're committing to casual relationships, which is fun. It's great. It's dandy. But at a certain point in your life, you're going to be like, okay, I haven't even really practiced how to be in a relationship. And now I'm at a point where I want to get married it's funny because I was speaking to like one of my guy friends about this actually and he's just like you know oh like it's time for me to settle down what have you but you know he's been in bare type of casual relationships um you know open relationships things of that nature so it's just like what do you do now when you're changing the rolodex of how you want your life to be when you haven't practiced, like literally relationships right. are supposed to be practiced. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it's in, in, I mean, in a way you, you do have to learn new things with each partner um, and what they want and, and what works and what doesn't. But yeah, if you've never, if you've never practiced seriously loving someone or taking in their case, a woman seriously or, or what it means to actually show them love like I yeah you're gonna you have a lot of catching up to do but I would say for me right now I very much am focused I'm focused on decentering romantic relationships I think I've mm. spent too much time in my life on trying to make it work with a certain man or you know and or even just like having a guy there who wanted you know wanted it to work and I'm like you're not it for me um mm-hmm. I think I've had so much I've spent so much time focusing on that. I'm very much in a point where I'm decentering all of that right. and focused. I'm trying really hard to build a bit of a community, whether that is of women or whether that also is of platonic male friendships. But I have, I am very much in the mindset of like, I don't care for romantic. I still want love. I do still want intimacy, um, but I don't want it 
I don't think I want it in that form at this moment. I want to experience people. I want to get close to people. Um, the, the thing about platonic um, relationships and friendships, there's so much love there. I think when you actually Very. connect and bond with like, whether it is another woman um, who you just become, you click with, you become great friends with, or maybe it is your work husband. <laughs> like, I think there's so much platonic love to go around that that's kind of what I'm focused on because I find it's so much more fulfilling at this point in my life. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's so funny to talk about platonic love in that way because I was <laughs> literally thinking about it earlier. I'm like, I'm in love with my best friend. Like, not necessarily in a, necessarily, not in a romantic sense, mm -hmm. but like, I have so much love for her <laughs> that like, every time I hang out with her, when she leaves, I get the same happy feeling that I would once a romantic partner leaves at the end of a day or a date or what have you. Like, it's just this joy that you get being, having your love cup filled. And you don't need to have a romantic or sexual relationship to have that sustenance, you know? No, not at all. My birthday was last week and I had, I think about nine or 10 friends this was the best birthday I have ever had. I had no, I didn't have like a romantic interest of any sort, no boyfriend there, whatever. I don't care. I, I, you know, it took me a few days to really process that weekend, <laughs> but after processing that day in itself, I was like, oh my God, I felt so much genuine love and I would just love to keep that energy going. And it doesn't need to be focused on, you know, Sky, who I'm dating to. And it's great because I think that's our society right now, as you said. Like, I go on TikTok, all I see are relationships. I go on Instagram, all I see are, you know, people I know who are really settled down. And I'm like, I don't know. I've never found the same level of fulfillment in any romantic relationship as I did with what I felt last weekend with wow. all of my friends showing up for me and just pouring love into me. And I was like, I'm so blessed right now to have these people in my life who see me for who I am, honor that and show up for me in the ways that they know I need. Um, so it's like my friends have set such a high standard for the men that I date. Right. <laughs> Y'all like, can't match this energy. I don't need you. I'm gonna just stick with that. You know? I saw a tweet this morning or not a tweet, a, a post, like one of those quote posts. And it said, um, I have high standards because I can give everything I expect, you know? Yeah. And I feel that way. I've always, I don't know. There's something in me where in any friendship, romantic relationship, I just love giving, mm -hmm. you know? And anyone who's ever been to my house knows this. I'm like, oh my God, what do you need? Sit down. I'll get this. I'll get that. You know what I mean? Do you want water from the moon? Like <laughs> I'm just that type of person. <laughs> So I, when you're a giver, a lot of the times you attract takers and mm -hmm. that can be very energy draining. Mm -hmm. um, and I think something that I'm looking for in my next relationship is somebody who gives just as much, if not more. In fact, I would like a relationship where they give more because I'm tired of giving more, you know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I completely hear you on that. And in terms of decentering romantic relationships, you know, it's so interesting because with this podcast, um, we started out doing it where we would talk about various topics. And mm -hmm. the most interest people had was in romantic relationships, intimacy, mm -hmm. dating, love, marriage. That's the main thing that people want to talk about. Or else I would be giving you guys financial tips. <laughs> I would be giving you guys. But you know why? Why I is think that? It's because we're young, you know? And I think when you chase a relationship, you're actually in a way, I don't want to say you're running away from yourself, but you are looking for something else to fulfill mm. you. Um, there's, it takes a lot of strength to sit with yourself for months and not have that person feeding your ego, loving on you, which we deserve love, especially as Black women. Oh, we yeah. We deserve genuine love, but authentic love. But 
I do think there's a strength to just sitting with yourself for a period and not needing to talk about this or chasing it. And I'm not perfect. Like I talk about this stuff still all the time. Um, but I've, especially with the pandemic, like I've spent a lot more time alone, a lot more months alone than normal. And I think that in doing that, I really connected to myself in a way that I honestly wouldn't have before. And in having such a good relationship with myself now, it's like, I'm not chasing a relationship in that same way, simply because I know I'm good by myself. And when it's meant to come to me, it will come. And so I think if we were to, I mean, not you per se, but if we were to actually make conversations around self-fulfillment and like connecting to your best self or some would say your higher self or all of that things, if we were to kind of build a more of an industry around that, and it's a, it's a booming industry already, but like, if we self-care. were to really focus on that self-care or self-love, I do think we would probably talk less about romantic relationships, but, but then at the same time have better romantic relationships. That's so true. It's interesting because um, this season uh, um, we will talk about um, or mention, I should say, there was an episode where we mentioned sex positivity for men, right? Because sex positivity is so focused on women. You know, what are women's needs? Um, You know, how to make sure you know what to ask for, how to love your you know, your body naked and things like that. But sex positivity for men in a heterosexual context is going to help women. So we have to get to the root because that's the root of a lot of BS because men love to project when they're insecure, they're going to make you feel insecure. (laughs) And it's just a whole cycle. So same thing with this love and relationships topic. It starts with the self. I feel like we're so focused on the partner and love and whatever and not enough focus on how do I get myself to that level where naturally I just attract the right person I'm not here stressing about when they're going to text or when they're going to call but I'm going to ask myself okay am I spending enough time with myself am I setting myself a bath I go on dates with myself all the time me too I will yeah (laughs) I will take myself to before the pandemic I used to take myself to the movies to the um the uh this is gonna sound super inappropriate I don't mean it in terms of adult entertainment but the adult only like theater sections where you can drink right. have a cocktail yeah. you know what I mean the no VIP. kids VIP. yes yes no yes. kids screaming <laughs> yes, yes yes so I used to take myself there and any movie I wanted to see I would go this is when I even had a man in my life and we would go to the movies sometimes and other days I would just take myself even in a relationship still take yourself out so love on yourself because yes. when you get so dependent on someone else love like filling your ego and your your love cup when they leave you're gonna feel so confused MC. and empty mm-hmm. exactly because you were relying on them this whole time whether it be one year six months 10 years you relied relied on them solely for that yeah and I think um women were as women, I do think we are taught to get our value from how much a man can love us. Yes. And honestly, just in seeing the relationships in my family, um, some of my friends' relationships, honestly, and no shade. But in seeing that, I'm like, I don't ever <laughs> want to be so dependent on a man that one, I can't leave when I'm no longer getting what I want <laughs> out of this. And two, that I am no longer who I, the person I meant to be, I've changed myself completely. I've seen so many young women, friends even change who they are. And it's, it's a relationship should help you grow. So I don't think you're ever going to be the same person. You are going to grow hopefully in some ways, but I do think that, um, I've seen a lot of people lose themselves. I think I've lost myself too before in the past. So I'm girl, (laughs) tell me about it. It's like that when you, when you, finally get the strength or you have that self-love to walk away and to really think like who am I supposed to be what am I supposed to be doing how am I supposed to be feeling about myself what are the standards I hold for myself do the people in my life match that and when I got into that mindset I I let go of a lot of men (laughs) and I let go a lot of friends too, platonic friendships too um, because a lot of people 
can recognize your power, I think, but not know what to do with it. But mm. also in you standing in your power sometimes or in you having that power or whatever it may be, whatever that thing is that just your spark. I think sometimes people don't know how to handle also being maybe around that too. Right. So in relationships, you'll see men try to downplay their woman or control them or fit them into a box when it's like, well, you met me when I was this lit or when I was this outgoing or I was this sociable and I was going out all the time or whatever, or I was talking to these people, or I was networking, you met me doing this. And so now you want me to tone down or water down to make you comfortable. Um, so I think definitely being able to take some time to like really think like, what are my standards for relationships, period, even friendships? Do you match this? Do you pour into me the same way I pour into you? Friendship you standards, that part. Grow, that part. Do you want me to stay small to keep you comfortable? These are things I'm learning as I'm like expanding into who I'm supposed to be. And it's like, or who I'm meant to be. And it's like, well, damn, there's actually, as much as I want to see people from like an open heart, there are still a lot of people who haven't yet focused in on themselves so that, they're comfortable when you're shining or they're comfortable when you're expanding and doing your thing. And, and right. it comes in relationships too. So what I'm trying to say is <laughs> like the more you can think of your standards and actually apply them to your relationships, I do think you'll have better long-term relationships. Or maybe you just might find yourself in a season of, I need to be alone right now <laughs> to focus on me and do my thing. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that because uh, for the viewers who, um, you know, are unaware of this, Amani is a reporter for the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting. I'm an associate producer, but I do. Okay, work, work. Okay, my bad. Yes, associate (laughs) producer. I do sometimes and do like field reporting. I feel like, especially in this city, men are very easily intimidated. Um by a woman who has anything, let alone a woman of your stature. So do you encounter men being intimidated by you? How do you navigate that? Have you seen that, you know, impact your romantic relationships and, um, you know, platonic friendships? Hmm. Um, When it comes to my actual, I guess, more romantic relationships or those that I'm pursuing, that I would have been pursuing, no, only because the type of men that I would ever take, like the only, the type of men that I would take seriously, honestly has to be like at the same level of like hard work or persistence or they, you don't need to have your life together. Cause I don't like, I have a no good job. <laughs> I guess I'm in a good position, but I, I, I don't, so I don't expect you to be perfect or anything, but you do have to have something you're passionate about. And you do have to have something that you love to work towards or something you are working towards you know ambition. so if you don't have that ambition that drive then it just off the bat like I'm not going to be interested um when it comes to friendships hmm, this is tricky <laughs> <laughs> right Dicey. this is tricky because okay as the, the job that I have I talk to people a lot I go out in the streets, I talk to people. And, and that's just because I'm someone who I naturally, I don't care. I'll go up to someone and just start a conversation. Um, and so I guess when I'm being myself authentically, let's say we're out in the world with some friends who may not be as outgoing or yeah, as much as people person. And they see me like, you know, doing my thing. And it's like, well, this is just who I am. I do this for work. I do this all the time. I do this alone. I, this is who I am. And it's like, oh, like you're always needing attention or you always need, it's like, I just like, what? Well, you know, <laughs> like, attention. Just, or like you always doing the most or you always, the, the attention has to always be on you. And it's like, sis, like, you it, it first could of be all, you you're too. a Leo. I'm, just being <laughs> me. I'm a Leo. I just like to talk with people. I just like to meet new people. And often in those conversations, I am not, it's not even focused on me. I want to know, learn about them. But I think just because I'm able to connect with people so easily, I do think in the past, I've had some weird it's never been conversations but some weird I guess energy set my way just Mm. for being me um but I will say though Amani (laughs) that I think that that speaking of projecting I think that is a projection to be like oh you always need the attention on you because for them they feel like you're stealing their light and I also will say that you know me and you 
you're from Brampton. I'm from Whitby. Yeah. So two ends, two different ends, <laughs> opposite ends of Toronto. Um, yeah. Or yeah, we're not a part of Toronto, but you know. <laughs> so I find that us suburban kids were very like more willing to talk to strangers obviously not in a stranger danger way but for instance if I'm out I'll say oh like someone comes in the elevator hi how are depending on the person hi how are you blah 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 blah, catching up um someone opens the door for me or I open the door for them thank you so much blah 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 you know cute kid in Australia your kid's so cute cute dog whatever nice jacket nice hat city people don't do that shit they will ignore you. They don't want to talk to you. If you do that, they're always so shocked and shook. So I don't know if you find that, but I feel like our, us suburban kids were just so used to like being more sociable or like more cordial. And and it could also be a Caribbean thing. I do think. Yes. Like, yes, that, that's you know, true. Like, <laughs> that's I, I true. do. It could also be that because like. I don't know. As you said, like in Brampton, my whole neighborhood, we all lived together. Like I live in Toronto now, but growing up in Brampton, we all knew each other for years. So you just go over and talk with people, even in high school, like the friend group that I have was so diverse, like literally any ethnicity you could think of. We had a friend who, who represented that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think I've always been around like good community, a lot of friends, a lot of good people, good, good soul, good natured people. And I think that like, yeah, moving to the city where people are definitely more like on the bougie flex and like classes and like mm, yeah. um, very <laughs> cliquey. And it's like, what are you going to do to impress us so that we'll be your friend, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I just literally honestly want to go through the world with an open heart. And if you have weird intentions, I'm going to stay away. That's the only time you'll see me being, you know, maybe what you'll take a shade but otherwise like I am I would love to talk to people I love to meet people if you come into an interaction with an open heart and an open mind we will connect you know um so but there are a lot of people I have noticed that in Toronto yes yes <laughs> who aren't um, open. no it, it's very strange to me I don't know it's just it's a very different world and I also will say this is another gripe I have with the city is you know as a woman you know, <laughs> not to play into like traditional, you know, stereotypes of women, but if I was back home in Whitby and I am carrying like bare groceries and I need to open the door, you know, a man who could be several meters behind me will run to the front and get that door for me, you know, in Toronto, <laughs> they will watch you struggle. <laughs> are you talking the door to your home or to like door anywhere like say I'm trying to go to another establishment or go to the door of my building and Toronto like young old and in between they will watch you struggle and just stare at you I literally have to open the door with my foot with bare groceries my arms shaking and they just look at you and and we be these some of these people were literally will literally be racist and they'll still open the fucking door for you and it just infuriates me because I'm like it is so city like it is so city slicker to do this type of shit I don't know what it is it just bothers me it rubs me the wrong way I'm not used to it that's my mm-hmm. one gripe with the city but mind you all these complaints about Toronto I'm not moving back to it there's nothing there there's <laughs> nothing there at all <laughs> yeah I feel you I, I, yeah, I do think that people in the city are definitely more just tuned into what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, I still do think there is a large um, focus on community if you go to the right areas. That's like, very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I do think like when you look at like some of the art communities in Toronto yes. or just some of the um, the queer community, you know, non-profit, out here. Mm-hmm. Or just things like that, like their community is really what keeps the city running mm-hmm. and you know you know in day-to-day life people yeah they might be caught up in their own thing but I've seen some amazing things um over the past year with this pandemic of how people are coming together to make things work for each other and you would know more than anyone because you see it and, that's your job yeah, that's <laughs> and so you know as much as it's like well you didn't open you know, there are there are <laughs> some good things happening I will say that there are a yeah. lot of 
Yeah, I, I I'll take your word for it because, like I said, this is your profession. But <laughs> um, uh, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, being Caribbean, like you can grind up on somebody and not be interested in them romantically. It's not cheating if you dance on another person. It is just fun. I've been winding up my ways since I was a child. <laughs> like no one, like nobody is always looking at something and thinking it's sexual. Unlike here where anything and everything, always there's a sexual lens to it. I don't know. Like, do you get where I'm coming from? Without getting into the history of colonization. (laughs) That'll be another episode. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, it's true. But I think the one thing for me, especially like when I look at like how, like being a Jamaican, a young Jamaican woman, like I am a very, and mind you, it doesn't always come down to that because like, I have a lot of family members who are still very conservative too. Like they're still oh, a my mother, conservative Jamaican. She only people. likes me in a bob. That's how conservative yeah. she is. If I have hair right. longer than my bob, she gets pissed off. Very conservative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I, I think over the past year, I have also been chasing a sense of freedom, the sense mm. of freedom to like this. We have been restricted in so many ways. There are lots of things that are out of our control. So the things that I can control about my life you best believe I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. Whether that's what I want to wear, whether that's how I want to do my hair, whether that's literally like what I eat or who I hang out with or how I spend my time and my energy that I can control. I think like, yeah, it's, it's very easy to say like, you know, people are judgmental or we can't be right. as free or whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, I mean, the past year has taught me that it does not matter what other people think. People are going to think what they want to think and all uh, it and what they think isn't how they feel about you, but of themselves. Truly. So, if they could judge Jesus, honey. Right. And so in pushing that to the side, learning to not give a fuck about what other people right. think or, or even society, what, what you're told you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I guess the career that I have or where I'm positioned, it's like I am... S- probably expected to be a little bit more serious and like put together and classy and mm-hmm. I still I was shaking my ass on a boat like in a, a yacht last weekend, you know? <laughs> I think there's a lot of standards that are set on you oh you have this position and this job you're in this career you need to be this image you need to mm-hmm. uphold this image it's like I don't have to uphold anything but the beliefs and the values that I have for myself after that others. come along come up and for others come along for the ride if you'd like if it's too much for you clock out <laughs> I'm, a do, <laughs> I'm gonna do me regardless right and in learning to do you, you you find a sense of freedom that it hits different that it doesn't matter if I'm Jamaica or I'm at Woodbine Beach here in Toronto right <laughs> what I want to wear if I end up being a little skin out I'm gonna do it because it's what I want to do not for anyone else's approval of um, course and it's it's that mindset has Um, brought me so much happiness that I wouldn't have had like maybe two or three years ago I will say this is so random but it made me think do you know and I'm certain you know but audience do you know (laughs) that it is actually legal in Ontario for a woman to be topless it's legal they can't arrest you they can't charge you Toronto yes yes there is a new beach in Toronto Hanlon's Beach Hanlon's Point yep Yep, shout out it over there. I mean, I'm not at that level. If that's what you want to do, do it up. I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> you no, know, I'm not gonna I'm judge good on you. that. That's how you yeah. free. do it up. You know, I'm sure that when all people, humans were came to this earth, were on this earth, whatever the the origin story, they didn't have clothes. So whatever, do what you want to do. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not at that level. However, I can respect, I guess, in a way, people totally. <laughs> totally i'm here for it i'm here for it um okay so i did have another question for you what is your type type. (laughs) romantically i'm going to break i'm well i was going to break the the standard of that question and say my type for people that i want in my life in general okay hey it's your world i'm just living in it sweetie It is the Leo season. Uh, no, but I guess my type of, okay, I will answer your question, but the type of person, friend or romantic that I want in my life is someone who knows themselves, knows their strengths and their talents. Because when you know yourself, there's no competition. 
I can I can hype you and uplift what you do. You can uplift me without feeling like it's taking away from each other. So that off the top, we need to be doing our, our own thing. We can even be in the same field, but as long as you know what you're good at, right? Um, know yourself, have your, know your talents, be willing and ready to use them, be willing and ready to uplift others. Um, someone who is connected to God or faith of some kind, because mm. they can understand that there is a bigger plan for themselves. They do things from a pure heart and they're trying their best to be better. You know, um, it's someone who, oh, that's what it was. Someone who can just have fun, someone who can have fun and, and not take life so seriously. Cause I think there was a point in my life where I was taking life very seriously and every, every interaction with people very seriously. And in a way it served its purpose, but where I'm at now, I'm like, you need to be able to bring fun and good vibes because we've had enough of suffering and trauma and pain. We need to just be able to have fun. Um, just someone with good vibes and someone who, who has a healthy relationships with themselves. That's what I want for the people in my life. Romantically, you got to match my energy. Mm. My type looks like someone who takes care of themselves. I like black men. <laughs> it would be nice if you were dark skin with a beard and wigs. Oh, work. Okay. Yes. I know I said I was, fo- no, let me not even, let me not put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No. Like, Have and, to catch yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let me catch myself. And that's the thing because I'm trying to focus on myself at this point in my life. It's like, because I'm so used to, I got very used to relationships that I do have to still catch myself to say, refocus, recenter, don't, don't get caught up because I obviously still get the attention. It's like, don't, don't go too far with this. Just bring it back. (laughs) I will say though, Imani, I think there's no fault in knowing what you want and asking for what you want when the time is right. You know, there's no fault in that at all, but I really do admire your, you know, constant, I guess, adjustment of yourself to the center, you know, love and Rome. Well, not love because you always have to center love and everything um but decentering romantic relationship and romantic ties because that's really difficult especially as women we're so wired to center that and I feel like men aren't at all in fact that's like the last thing that they're encouraged to (laughs) focus on um and then we don't develop ourselves as much as um you know our male counterparts in you know society as a whole um, and that's a big I mean, gap. in the work sense, maybe, but I still think there's a lot of men who could do well with actually connecting to themselves. Because just because you're doing well in your career doesn't mean you know yourself. Doesn't that's mean that very you're true. Emotionally, mm-hmm. emotionally intelligent or <laughs> you know, know, you know how to handle your bad days. So, it's true. That emotional yeah. intelligence piece, that part. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but yes dark skin with a beard let me tell you that combo I have a thing though where I love long hair on a man like any race like if you have long hair it just does something to me I want to know the psychology behind it long hair locked when you have locks and it's long oof, baby that really does something to me for real only on black men if you're you're not black no (laughs) skirt skirt but i love it i don't know i'm here for There's it. something there to it I, I, right I, thank you thank you you agree with me you concur on one There's something there but. but no um in terms of standards for platonic relationships it is so crazy because i've never heard of that i never heard of doing that and it's going to really prompt me to think of what i want within that because I've never mm-hmm. sat down to think about it. I've been like, okay, these are my standards for romantic relationships. And then with friendships, I haven't done that. And it explains a lot. <laughs> it explains a lot because something I've noticed, I was talking to my mom about this a while ago, that um, in all of the times in my life where I've hit like a low or not so great moment, um, that's when I tend to attract uh, other friends that are kind of low vibrational mm-hmm. not as great people and yeah. because I'm almost blinded by something or I'm just trying to like your fill own, the thing that you're trying to work through you're focused on that exactly you're that I just kind of wait, like, wait, wait. exactly <laughs> I'm like how the hell did you get here how 
how did you yeah. <laughs> until you finally get out of it and you're like who the fuck is around me exactly like, who am I surrounded exactly by? who the hell yeah. literally Trust it's me. just like you leave your door open and you're so consumed by your own issues that you let this person yeah. stay eat out your fridge <laughs> you know what I mean make themselves a snack um dirty up your clothes try on your clothes and the whole time you're just like so like whatever do whatever and then one day you wake up and you're like uh excuse me get the fuck out of my house (laughs) it's really like that and they're like well what the hell you let me stay here exactly bitch you left the door open the door was wide (laughs) open i thought it was a free invitation i was just squatting you know (laughs) but it's true that's so important and i think that that contributes to so much in your life it contributes to your overall happiness your health your career because I feel like if you don't have a solid honey if you don't have a solid friend group um, I had a friend or I have a friend who told me that um you know she really wanted to uh start her own business her own platform Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she had a friend at the time who was low-key trying to convince her not to do it in like subtle ways and for months she was just like, oh, okay, you're right. Maybe I'm not prepared. Maybe I do need to take time to see if I'm really for, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I don't have the traits to, to run my own business or to do this. So for several months, instead of doing what she wanted to do, she kind of just let it be idle. Like she was just idle and didn't do anything about it. And then when she started to realize, hey, this person has been talking me out of it. They're not actually trying to help me. They just don't want me to be successful. And then she got into it and she's just like, I love this. This is so fulfilling. This is what I want to do. And it really has mm-hmm. to like wake her up to wake. She really had to wake herself up to realize that. It's a scary realization when you see that there are haters in your circle. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a big thing. You People don't realize how the people around you will very much impact like what you do, how well you do it. Like Mm. when it comes to work as well. For me, I personally think over the past two months, I've been doing a lot better with my job. And the changing factor is I have let a lot of friends go. Two months ago, exactly, I would say. I let a lot of friends go. I'm seeing I'm more happy at work. I mean, it's virtual, but I'm having better conversations with people. I'm actually interested in the work a lot more and I'm thinking what changed and I'm like well you had you know a few friends who something about their energy was holding you back in a way something about having to pour into these people and you don't realize when you have friendships like sometimes you have to look at a friendship and be like hold on what is the dynamic what is the dynamic here Hmm. and a lot of the times for me I'm realizing because I'm very much a hype girl. Like I have no problem showing love, giving love freely. Like I like to do that, but I'm realizing a lot of people will have you around for an ego boost or so that when they're feeling low, you can be like, no girl, you look good. And, and it's like, and then you're realizing that if I don't do that, what's really here in this friendship. Hmm. And it's actually <laughs> energy that you're giving away instead of just putting it into yourself. And I'm not trying to say everything needs to be like, we need to go through life with an individualistic, like, lens it's all about me or anything but your energy is an asset your your energy is is your is everything and so when you're constantly pouring into like feeding people's egos or validation or whatever it is that they need you don't even realize the areas of your life that it can actually be taking away from because the minute I cut those people out I'm now realizing like I'm doing like yes I feel better about myself but I'm also doing really well in work I'm working out more (laughs) I'm eating really well Things are coming together. And, and so that's interesting to hear your friend's story because I think that's more common than we think. Like yeah. people who we have around who affects us in ways that we're not even realizing. Exactly. And I will also say, just for a celeb gossip connection here, um, this is alleged what I'm about to say. This is just like hearsay. But uh, Ariente, who's like one of the best wig people in the game, hairstylist in the game in the black community um he does Nicki Minaj's hair um and a few like other popular black women celebrities I've heard of him yeah yes yes so he has a friend Ari who is um G Herbo the rapper's um baby mother baby mama and 
Ari and Tay are best friends because they grew up together in Chicago. And um, Nicki Minaj had a very important like announcement for Instagram Live a few months ago. And he was late to do her hair. And by the time he did her hair, it wasn't really done to perfection. It was kind of leaning. It was messy, whatever. And people went to his best friend Ari's story and saw that they were out shopping all day, hanging out at her house, chilling. He was chilling on her couch. And that's why he was late to do Nicki Minaj's (laughs) hair. And let's not forget when JT had her hair done at the BET Awards and her hairline was all sorts of fucked up. And of course, Ari's hair, who he also did that day, was perfect. And I say this to say, um, friends who do not allow us to prioritize the important things in life are just as damaging. Because as an outsider looking at the situation with Tay and Ari, she wanted him to prioritize her over his big celebrity icons, like the iconic people who is going to take his career to the next level if he gets their hair right. But instead, she wanted her friend to do her hair and not for him to focus on, you know, the people who are going to make a mark for him career wise. Because if he fucks up Nikki's hair, if he fucks up JT's hair, they're more out there in the public eye and it's going to tarnish his name and you guys shopping and spending time and him not going to his job on time that is impacting him and for us regular folks we've had situations Mm -hmm. where our friends make us late to class at school (laughs) you know what I mean our friends make us work because they pressure us into going to the club the night before you know work sorry what were you Mm -hmm. gonna say no I I I hear you and I I think when I hear this, I think of there's a whole there's levels to it. One being, if you see the world through a victimizing or self-victimizing lens, then you do see it as my friend made me this, my friend did this, mm. they helped me that. It's you. <laughs> you mm. allow yourself that. Mm-hmm. You allowed them to maybe take your time more than they should have. Say no or boundaries. Held you up or you had no boundaries. It comes down to you. So, I mean, one, I'll just say, I don't do celebrity gossip. I have over the pandemic. (laughs) I used to love celebrities. Good for you. Good for you. We get down in the gutter here. (laughs) I, you know what? And that's good. That's, you know, it's a little entertaining, but I feel like when I, when I, especially with the, the work that I do, there are so many community leaders and people in the city who are doing the damn thing that people would never the important know about. Things. And I'm like, you're doing <laughs> such great work, but people are focused on this girl who got her wig late. Like it is what it is. That's it's true. Life. It's true. It's true. But yeah. I will never, I don't stand celebrities. I stand community leaders. Oh, Ooh, no, 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 no. This is that. never. I know. I know you don't. I, know you don't. <laughs> I tried to drop that. Okay. One time Two. going back to what we were talking about. Um, the whole vic- self victimizing lens yeah okay let's look at that situation with the hairdresser and he like he could very well maybe five years on the road look at that and say I you know they get into a fallout he's like I you know I spent all my time on you right and I had the opportunity to go far and look what where you got me and what it's him he he lost the opportunity to do Nicki Minaj's hair well or uh who else who else JT yeah it's okay I like JT good for you good for you you know I like JT but um (laughs) No, but it's like you, you, you lost the opportunity and that's your, mm-hmm. that's you, that's on you. Um, so I think a lot of the times when we have these conversations, you have to understand, like one of the main things I've, I've, I've just noticed for myself for the past few months is like, nobody has control over my life, but me. Right. Like there's so much and the Lord. in my control, but there's a lot in my control and God, period. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. right with that, period. <laughs> like God, for sure. And so it's like, if I'm mad that I'm not spending the time that I need on myself, or I'm like not doing the things I'm not eating well, I'm not healthy. And it's like, oh, I'm always going out. That's, that's on me. So because you have the control to say no and to have the boundary. That's absolutely right. That's just the internet chatter. You know, we were all thinking, oh, it's, it's her, (laughs) you know, she's, you know, making her friend prioritize her. But but at the end of the day, like, it's true. It it depends (laughs) on the individual to say, no, Ari, girl. Uh, I have a job to do. I have a mission to fulfill. Uh, you'll you'll be taken care of later. Um, so you're mm-hmm. absolutely right on that. 
Um, one thing before we go, can you, do you have like a reporter voice? I feel like, you know. <laughs> I actually do not have a report. I mean, I could okay. try. I, I mean, go, wait, what were you going to ask? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just going to ask, like, if you could, do you think you could try it? I don't know. Um, tell people where you can find, where they can find you in your reporter voice. Okay, I don't really have a reporter voice only because the job that I do, I very much try to be myself at all times. Right. And I know you're not a reporter, but you report from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Where you can find me. Let me, let me see. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in guys. You can, I, that's not good. Let me start that again. Cut that. Cut that that last part. Got it. Um, mm. I have to be in the mode. I'm just in chill mode right now. Let me think. What's my Fair Instagram? Enough. Um, I know my Instagram. I just got to see it. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Imani Walker. Imani, I-M-A-A-N-I Walker on Instagram. I'm hoping to start my own podcast really soon. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers have crossed. a few weeks to figure things some figure some yes. things out um I don't really have a reporter voice though I feel like I'm failing on this one I'm sorry <laughs> no 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 I heard about it just, a little professionalism I'm here for it <laughs> yeah, I try to be myself at all times so even when I go out and do my do my reports I very much sound like this like the reporter voice is fake it's more that's and I like that I like a personable <laughs> type of voice you know, yeah. uh, it feels more comfortable to me. I, I'm more willing to listen to someone who's just more off the cuff and natural. But thank you so much, Amani. No um, this was a really great conversation. It was um, fun. Right? I'm so glad you enjoyed I it. I the show. Aw, thank you so much. I feel very... Yeah, no, you're doing great work. And I like that, you know, you're just chasing something that you're passionate about and that you're interested in. And you find a way to make it work. Like you find the people you get, you do it all. You do, you're doing the damn thing. So keep doing you. Thank you. Love. So are you. And you know, <laughs> shout out to you. And thanks for, you know, helping us recenter a lot of things, recentering real life, fucking people, <laughs> friendships and ourselves. That's the biggest takeaway from because uh, when this you episode. Spend, thank you. Because when you spend your energy on yourself, the thing is, the key is in spending that time and energy on yourself you then come out into the world and have those relationships so much better mm-hmm. than you did before. But anyways, I'm, I'm happy to have joined. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, I can't wait to listen. Yes. Have a good one. Stay safe and healthy. Bye. <laughs>